This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Friday, March 18th, 2022. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on this triple witching day. I'm Rob Hart. Your next vehicle could come equipped with a virtual reality entertainment system. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, a busy week of data is wrapping up with reports on home sales and leading indicators, plus comments from a key member of the Federal Reserve. We're joined by Greg McBride, Chief Financial analyst at bankrate.com based in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Greg, thanks for joining us today. The interest rate hike is finally here, and now some uh, Fed governors are saying that instead of liftoff, uh, maybe we should go from uh, blastoff to warp speed as far as uh, implementing these uh, rate hikes, and that uh, a half a percentage point uh, should be done uh, post-haste. You know, it's comforting in a way to see that there is some recognition within the Fed that they're behind the curve. Uh, you know, I think if it hadn't been for the the war in Ukraine, a half point rate hike was very much on the table this week, Rob. And the only reason it got shelved was because they, they wanted to buy themselves a little bit more time to, to just because of all the uncertainty stemming from the war in Ukraine. Uh, but I think it's very much on the table uh, for the May meeting, uh, which is next up. And now, you know, markets have uh, been in positive territory uh, for now, it looks like the fourth day in a row, depending on what the Dow does on this uh, triple witching Friday. Um, does that mean that uh, investors also liked what they heard from the Fed, too, that, that they understand uh, that they need to be overly aggressive as opposed to uh, overly uh, dovish? You know, it's, it's funny. It, when the announcement first came out, you know, the market went from being very positive, gave back all the gains and went into the red. Uh, and then after Fed Chair Jay Powell's uh, press conference, you know, the market started to rebound and actually finished with a really strong day. That was Wednesday. And then, as you noted, it's, it's, it's been up since. So, yeah, I think at first blush, um, you know, it, it came across as, as a very hawkish tone. Uh, which always gives investors the shivers. But uh, I think there is some comfort in the recognition that you know, this inflation problem is likely to get worse before it gets better, and the Fed doesn't have the time to dilly-dally. And this, uh, the report on leading economic indicators kind of underlines the Fed's point that was established this week, that they, the, the economy is so strong that they could probably raise interest rates without uh, damaging it in any meaningful way. At this point, yes, because rates are so low. I mean, you know, right now their their benchmark rate is between twenty five and a quarter of a point and half a point. Uh, you know, you boost that up, it is is one percent really going to be a headwind uh, to to the economy? No. So they've got a lot of headroom to keep boosting rates. Unemployment's down at three point eight percent, almost those pre pandemic lows, and the job market is so healthy. Yes, a lot of solid pillars there economically. Uh, on which you know they can build this this foundation of bu- 
boosting rates, winding down that that uh, uh, that balance sheet, and in order to rein in some of the stimulus. Longer term, they, you know, we do run the risk that they go a little too far. But at least for now, they're behind and they need to play catch up. On the uh, st- on existing home sales, they did uh, fall in the month of February as uh, two of the economic storylines uh, seemingly have uh, were on a collision course. Uh, mortgage rates going up and inventory at uh, almost non-existent levels in some places, and that pushed a lot of first-time home buyers out of the market. Yeah, it sure did. Uh, you can't buy it if it's not for sale, right? Uh, you know, I think a couple of numbers that jumped out there to me that just really underscore the state of the housing market. Eighty-four percent of those existing homes that were sold uh, sold within a month, and the average time in the market was just eighteen days. Well, Greg McBride, Chief Financial Analyst, Bankrate.com, based in Palm Beach Gardens, Florida. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, bringing virtual reality to the backseat of a car. Information to make cash and save cash. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A tech startup is bringing virtual reality to vehicles made by Audi. Let's find out more from Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thanks for joining us today. In my day, if you wanted to amuse yourself (laughs) on a road trip, uh, you had to bring a magazine and risk uh, getting car sickness. My kids have uh, video display screens and the backseat of the minivan and they argue over which movie to watch during long road trips and then uh, now it sounds like Audi will allow your kids to put a helmet on and immerse themselves in some other experience outside of driving to the Wisconsin Dells. <laughs> First of all on, on radio you admitted you are driving a minivan so that's a big setback right there but um, I, I will say the good news is that Audi is going to have these in the SUVs and it's it's pretty exciting. Yes, the, the issue has always been with any kind of screen, whether it's on the back of the headrest in front of you or in this case, a virtual reality screen. You know, how are they going to handle motion sickness issues? And uh, Holoride, which is a tech startup that started just with Audi, but it's it's spun off and now they can create content uh, for lots of manufacturers. They develop technology that allows the external world, that's mostly sensors, by the way, to sync with that virtual reality world. The result is that the movement you feel in your body as you move in the car is going to be synced with what you see on the screen. So theoretically, that motion sickness problem will be solved. And that that's not only just a problem with the uh, virtual reality helmet uh, that is being pitched for this particular type of car, but in my own experience, uh, uh, playing around with a virtual reality helmet, uh, that's, a, that's a real issue whether you're moving or standing in somebody's basement. Uh, you, you, this is a, it's a very cool, immersive experience until you take the virtual reality helmet off and then you fall down. No, that, <laughs> well, luckily you're sitting in the car, or at least we hope you are. But I think one of the one of the things they're doing here, first of all, they're definitely shooting for a lower, you know, lower, a, a, a younger market. And the younger market, it just the fact is, the inner ear is a little bit more fluid and, and is able to handle a little more motion. Some kids obviously are an exception. To your point, older folks may have an issue with it. But one of the things that Holoride is doing is trying to anticipate or dovetail their gro- the growth of their particular product with the coming, uh, um, you know, autonomous vehicle market. In other words, we're all going to be passengers pretty soon. And theoretically, we're all going to want to be entertained. Whether or not this is going to satisfy older folks or not is, uh, you know, open for debate. But I think that actually younger market plus autonomous vehicles, this could be big. Plus, last but not least, there are going to be a lot of selling opportunities within the virtual reality uh, experience, meaning brands will want to show up in front of kids. 
And so what Holoride is, is anticipating is that they're going to be able to sell advertising inside the virtual reality experience. So the bottom line is if you don't like where you're going on this road trip, you can just put on the virtual reality helmet and imagine you're going someplace else. Well, and you know, we've all told our kids that we're <laughs> we're going to pull over if they don't stop fighting. Now, uh, they're we don't have to pull over. They're already going to be flying over us. So, yes, I think that's exactly right. And they'll be fighting, but just uh, some virtual reality creature. Thanks for joining us. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor of the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Coming up next, walking the line between aggressive networking and being annoying. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Networking is a big key in advancing your career, but finding that balance between making and keeping connections and becoming a pest can be tricky. Let's get some insight from Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert at Robert Half, based in Chicago. Michelle, thanks for joining us today. A lot of people have said that uh, networking is very similar to dating uh, as far as uh, that particular dance is concerned, but uh, what if you weren't good at dating? (laughs) <laughs> I love that comparison. That is great. Um, you know, it's absolutely the truth. It's it's establishing a relationship and taking the time to build that relationship um, so that, you know, I guess ultimately it benefits both parties. And then, uh, you know, what are some basic things you can do to uh, establish your professional network? I mean, it is, even if you haven't really given a lot of time to thinking about it, is it just sending out uh, incessant uh, LinkedIn requests? Is it just inviting people to go out for coffee? Uh, how do you uh, really kind of establish those ties? Yeah, absolutely not on the incessant LinkedIn request. But, you know, I think it's, it's taking approach of maybe first starting with connecting with people that you know. Um, you know, a lot of times they are absolutely more open and willing to help you, um, to discuss with you what your needs are. You know, maybe it's that new job, a promotion, et cetera. And then I think it's perfectly okay to connect with people you don't know, but to have a really targeted approach about that. You know, maybe it's somebody specifically in an industry that you're in, or maybe that went to the same college that you did. Um, somebody that has some connections to what you're looking for. Uh, that will open up kind of that channel sooner rather than later. And that probably also means, you know, wishing somebody a happy birthday, saying congratulations on a promotion, uh, possibly keeping up on news in that person's particular industry or company. So it doesn't seem like a very needy relationship that you're just angling for something. Yes, absolutely. Great point. Um, the, the key thing about networking is is that it shouldn't be all about you. While that person might be able to help you with your next career move, promotion, et cetera, you want to make sure that you're equally giving to that relationship as well, kind of like your dating reference. You know, it's a 50-50, and you have to make sure that, you know, for everything that you get out of it, that you also provide that other person with some opportunities maybe to network as well. Now, uh, for someone who uh, is in the career-making business, um, uh, in broadcasting, you know, we have the nightmare about, uh, you know, the equipment's not working or the script has disappeared. Uh, do you have nightmares about showing up to a networking event and not having any business cards? <laughs> yes, actually, and it has happened. Uh, but believe it or not, the world is even going digital with business cards. Um, you know, at Robert Half, we just recently came up with those little QR codes. 
that we have on our phones. And so I can quickly have someone scan the QR code and transfer my my digital business card to them on the spot. Well, so, you know, a QR code, you're in one Super Bowl commercial, and uh, all of a sudden <laughs> the world uh, just revolves around them. Michelle Reisdorf, Chicago jobs expert, Robert Half in Chicago. Thanks for joining us today. Still ahead in Entrepreneur Friday, running a growing optical business at a time when good help is hard to find. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is Chicago's all-news station. News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. President Biden and China's Xi Jinping discussed the war in Ukraine. A special report coming up from CBS News. Stress in the downtown commercial real estate market reflected in the lender takeover of two office buildings. Entrepreneur Friday, we meet the co owner of an expanding Chicago optical company that's been adjusting its vision through the pandemic. WBBM Business, the the markets are higher. The Dow is up 74 points. The Nasdaq is up 190. The S&P 500 up 27. WBBM Sports, the first round of the NCAA tournament. Loyola trailing Ohio State in the second half of that game. We have 44 degrees right now in Chicago at 1231. CBS News special report. President Biden spoke with Chinese President Xi Jinping about the Russian invasion of Ukraine for almost two hours this morning. Russia wants China to provide military aid. CBS News Chief White House Correspondent Nancy Cordes reports on the potential consequences. With Russia's economy in freefall, China's choices over the next couple of weeks could be pivotal. If China does not give Russia the military assistance it's seeking, Russia's financial ability to wage this this war withers that much quicker. China has not yet condemned Russia's attack. CBS's Natalie Brand. Kevin Rudd, Australia's former prime minister and founder of the Asia Society, says China is aware of the impact sanctions could have on their economy. They are not in the mood to suffer secondary sanctions themselves. 
Chinese state media reported that she said NATO should hold talks with Russia. CBS News special report. I'm Wendy Gillette. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Stocks are higher. We're joined by Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast newsletter based in Hammond. Chuck, thanks for joining us once again today. Uh, the major indices have turned positive once again, and it seems like we have a rather uh, ho-hum rally underway on Wall Street. Are these... Uh, if if the if the if the buying continues, uh, we could have a, a, a fourth a day of gains on the markets. But it sounds but don't be fooled by that. It sounds like that volatility is still lurking in the background. It, it is, and it's interesting how we all get excited about four days of market ups, given what what has happened in the market over the last eight weeks. So, but you know, we'll take it, right? It, it's it's nice to see the market trending higher here in the last uh, last four days. The one thing I will point out. Uh, while a lot of the major indices are higher, you have the Dow Jones Transportation Average, which is an index that we watch pretty closely because it is a kind of a, a barometer for future economic activities, actually down about 1.5% right now. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's a type of kind of confusing type market that is typical right now and, and often typical on, on triple witching days, which, which today is one of those four days that we have during the year. Well, let, let's take a look at the Dow Jones transportation average because uh, the transport, the transportation sector, um, there are a couple of uh, there, there's a there's a tailwind and there's a headwind. Uh, the tailwind, especially on the airline side of things, is that uh, people are booking vacations once again, and uh, airlines can charge uh, premium prices because uh, they just uh, there's just a great deal of demand. At the same time, though, whether you're an airline or a railroad or a trucking company. Uh, you're grappling with uh, higher prices uh, for diesel fuel or jet fuel. Right. So so it is kind of this tug of war of which one's going to win out, higher demand or, or higher costs. Now, you've seen a bit of a bounce in the airlines. You've seen a pretty good turn in a number of like the railroads, for example, uh, which uh, a number of them are trading at, at pretty substantial levels relative to their 52-week highs. So uh, you know that's why the index is is so useful in terms of trying to give you a, a barometer on future economic activity, and and I think that tug of war is going to continue. I, do, I I don't suspect you will continue to see oil prices um, north of of you know hundred hundred and ten dollars, um, but I I do think they would more likely settle in around that eighty dollar level, in which case oil companies will do just fine, but that's still going to be a pretty good expense for the, the railroads and the, and the and the airlines, et cetera. On the other hand, uh, you know, as long as the Fed doesn't crash the economy by raising rates, uh, the demand side should be okay. And, and that's why it's important to kind of watch the transports and see how they're behaving. They have been, managed to hold their February 23rd low, and they've had a really nice rally here up until today. So as, as long as they can continue to a hold that low and b can kind of continue to show pretty good relative performance that that does bode well for the broad market so we'll, you know to me, that's the index to be watching right now and over the next few weeks. The last time we talked about the uh, Dow theory and whether we were in a bull or a bear market, um, you know, the, the the Dow did go below that. You did get that bear market. But now it's bounced back that threshold we were talking about. Um, so what's the Dow theory telling you right now after uh, four days of gains? Yeah, the, it, it's still a bear market. I mean, the, the, a strength of the Dow theory is that it typically does not whipsaw you 
so quickly in terms of shifting from bullish to bearish and then back to bullish. I mean, bear markets typically aren't measured in in weeks, and uh, I, I suppose they can, and, and the Dow theory could be wrong in this instance too, but it was a fairly clear and decisive signal under the Dow theory, that being a sh- shift in the trend to bearish. And, and these things have a tendency to have to play out a bit. So I think it's too early for investors to be saying, listen, we've seen the bottom. I don't think that's the case. There are rallies that occur during bear markets, such as there are declines during bull markets. And we're in the midst of one of those rallies now. But I, I, I still believe that the, the onus is on the, on, on, on the bulls at this point. I think it's still a bear market. And I think this rally will eventually give way to a, a test of the recent lows. Chuck Carlson, CEO of Horizon Investment Services and publisher of the Dow Theory Forecast Newsletter based in Hammond, Indiana. Coming up next on Entrepreneur Friday, a Chicago company whose sights are set on growth. The best daily deal in Chicago, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. In Entrepreneur Friday, it's been an interesting time, to say the very least, for owners of small businesses. Let's check back in with Michael Kogelis, who is the co-owner of Big City Optical, with 14 locations across the Chicago area, two more opening very soon. You hear their commercials right here on WBBM. Mike, thanks for joining us today. Uh, We're on the two-year anniversary of uh, everybody turning their lives and their education and their business plans upside down due to COVID-19. Uh, looking back on the last two years, uh, what kind of grade would you give Big City Optical? Hi, Rob. Thanks for uh, having having me on. And boy, that's kind of a loaded question because I'm so aware of all the things that we still want to accomplish as a, a growing business in Chicago. But I would certainly say that um, you know, as we look to how we're meeting the needs of our customers, I would give us an A. Um, certainly, you know, it's been a great two years and what we found is that more than ever, people want to take care of their health. And so visits to the eye doctor have been regular and, uh, you know, the team at big city optical has always been ready to meet our clients needs. There have, uh, you know, some, uh, medical practices were able to uh, transition over to uh, telehealth. Can you really do that uh, in an optometry practice? I mean, you, you do have to have the patient in to actually look at their eyes and uh, have them look at the chart mm-hmm. over on the wall. Yeah, so with us, our goal is to make sure that we give our clients um, the ultimate choice. And, you know, we have a saying, which is how, where, and when the client wants to have an exam. So at Big City Optical, we've actually um, adopted some technologies that we um, brought in during the pandemic that allowed us to offer a socially distant eye exam. And in some cases, um, based on the right type of client um, and their eye health, we're able to join them. The doctor's able to review their results remotely. And so, you know, while I wouldn't say that that's our only strategy, but it is one of our strategies around meeting that ultimate patient choice of how, where, and when a client wants an exam. And so by offering more choices, clients um, get more exam times available to them. And if they're looking for something specific, it's really easy for us to meet their needs 
uh, because we do have so much flexibility. And then two questions just about uh, on the employee side of things. I mean, are you guys having a, a great deal of luck uh, attracting and retaining optometrists? And on the uh, fashion, on, on the on the eyeglass side of things, um, are you guys running into any supply chain issues and getting all those uh, cool looking glasses and sunglasses? Sure. Um, you know, I think what's happened is that a, a lot of employers, including the labs that we use that make lenses, have um, found that they are training and retraining um, their teams, whether it's because of higher attrition or um, significant growth that's led to them hiring more people. And that means that you have in some cases, less experienced individuals. So we certainly have found that in working with some of our partners, we have to reset some expectations to make sure that uh, when we tell a client we can deliver their eyewear, we're able to do it. Um, But in general, you know, because eyeglasses are so small, uh, you know, you could place an order and, and we could place an order and sometimes the order gets sent in, you know, via air freight um, from Italy. And so there, you know, we haven't seen a supply chain issue on our end, but, you know, we have no noticed that we've had to be patient. From a staffing standpoint, I think just like everyone else, you know, we continue to, you know, along with our growth, we're constantly looking to find those um, dynamic individuals that will serve the needs of our customers. And, um, you know, we see lots of people looking for jobs and, uh, you know, we finish every day excited about what the future has in store. Thanks for joining us, Michael Kogelis, co-owner of Big City Optical, 14 locations across the Chicago area. Still to come, two large buildings in the loop seized by lenders. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. A pair of large but older office buildings in downtown Chicago have been taken over by lenders. Let's get the latest on commercial real estate in the loop from Danny Ecker, reporter, Crane Chicago Business. It's really starting to look like the uh, fallout from the pandemic and everybody working from home is starting to show up in the balance sheets of some of these downtown office buildings. Well, yeah, I think uh, we've hit this point now where enough companies have had opportunities to change their leases with an expiration or a termination option to be able to say, hey, we don't need as much space uh, in many cases. Some some do, obviously. Uh, but basically what we're seeing is that the new leasing that's happening is just not enough to outpace the space shedding. And that's been uh, meant bad news for a lot of downtown office landlords especially those that have older buildings and those that are in need of a uh, big facelift and, and have a lot of space to fill. And that's the case here with a couple of buildings that were just repossessed, uh, big, big high profile buildings too. Yeah. These are, these are some classic buildings in downtown Chicago. Uh, one is the insurance exchange building or used to be the insurance exchange building at 175 West Jackson. The other uh, used to be the headquarters of, of LaSalle Bank, uh, became Bank of America, then Bank of America moved to the river over on Randolph. And not, not only are these buildings uh, largely empty and they've been seized by the bank, but they're almost 100 years old in some cases and might actually be outdated for the 21st century office. Oh, absolutely. I, when the 135 South LaSalle, uh, where that Bank of America left behind, I mean, that one was not so surprising. I mean, that building needs a ton of work. It's, it's obviously, it's old. It needs to be updated. If it's going to be an office building again, or if it's going to be redeveloped for a different use, we'll see. Um, and the 175 West Jackson property was sort of more jarring to see that 
handed over to the lender that the the uh the owner of the building uh was brookfield uh, asset management out of toronto they're the same group that has just redeveloped the upper floors of the macy's uh state street uh, uh building the marshall field building and has had some decent success with that they had already put a lot of money into 175 west jackson trying to um, update it and, and had actually signed a, a tenant recently uh, but I think that the realization was that, you know, given how challenging it is right now, how competitive for tenants it is in the market, that uh, continuing to try to pursue that and add more tenants might be putting good money after bad. So uh, they decided, you know, this was I think they tried to renegotiate and restructure their debt, but ultimately couldn't couldn't uh, come to a resolution and said, here you go. Hand it over the keys. Well, thanks for joining us. Danny Ecker, reporter, Crane Chicago Business. You'll find past programs and later today, a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.